So the first one that we will be considering is going to be your ISO 38500. Okay, you know, uh, right now 2015. So if I will open the official page for the same uh, link, link, link I have saved somewhere here because it will be discussing whole thing that we have written over here, you know, the five factors like governing bodies, advisor, multi-state. So from where I have get these things, let me just show you. So these are the conclusion of this particular page. Okay, here. Yeah. This is the 38500. So I think uh, it's you know under the development is the new version over here. So this whole abstract from the abstract only I had just you know pick up these smaller points regarding the UI solution over here. So when we are talking about this thing, so what is happening on this one is first one we are going to consider, you know, if you'll be seeing over this particular fact. So first one is what we are going to consider is your ISO 38500-2050. Now, this provide what? This provide the guiding principle. This is providing the guiding principle from the members of governing body of organization, which can compromise of owner, director, partner, and even your executive manager. So if you'll be reading it here, it is going to talk about the same thing that it is providing guiding principle for the member of governing bodies of organization, which can compromise of owner, director, partners, executive manager or similar on the effective, efficient and acceptable use of information technology within their organization. Right. That is going to be it. Now, it could be used for the advisor of, you know, of the you know, second point I have picked up from here advisors right so where i'm just mentioning them as the advisor so it could be used for the advisor to the organization informing them assisting the government bodies and it could be including the you know your different different it will be including the different different things you know people or the role of the people like you know who would be in the advisory committee like the executive managers Right, who could be you know this thing? So, member of a group who is monitoring the resource within the organization, external business or technical specialists, such as your you know uh, accounting specialists, retail industry associates, and internal and external service providers, auditors. They could be the advisor over there. Now, you know I have written the multi-state. So, what multi-state means over here? So, when we are talking about the multi-state. So it applies to the government of the organization current and future use of the IT, including the management process and decision related to its current and future use means what is your current state right now and what is the future state that you would like to go, right? So it's designed to work with the organization where they are. So they could be you know, assess their current state and you know they could reach that what could be the possible future state that they what these processes can be controlled by the IT specialist within the organization, external service provider, or business unit with the within the organization itself. Plus, if we are talking about you know here one more point of this that is going to be that it is actually modularly designed. 
so it is applicable for kind of you know your all organization kind of a scenario so it is designed to use modularly it doesn't matter what is your organization size whether it is small or whether it is a large one you can apply over there so this is applicable to all organization here you'll see right or uh, on the case of the different corporation corporate governments applicable to all organization including public and private companies government entities non-profit organization including the you know, what is the whatever their side regarding of their size you know it is just about the same thing now last thing is you know the design is to provide the guidance in organization adaption of the governance it assures so what we always you know one point that is there that what we are doing we are providing the guidance in the organizational adaption of the governance how you should be adapting the governance over there so it is going to make sure that stakeholder it assures the stakeholders that if principle and practice proposed by the standard if they are being followed they can have confidence in the governance of it over here so this is here assuring the stakeholder principle proposed by the you know followed informing the guiding and governance body in governing the use of the it in their organization and establishing a vocabulary of governance of it right so yeah so that is something that is always there so this is you know when we are talking about the isaka covid this is a business framework for the governance and management of enterprise it so there is going to be the you know, the whole thing so what it is doing here you know i have just tried to summarize these things because we are not deep diving into these things but i have just tried to summarize these factors over here so first you know isaka is very helpful to have this helpful tool which is covid okay and in here what we have the first thing is the you know enact policy and standards so we define the characteristics of the good policies earlier right so we were talking about the what policies should be what they were doing and all that kind of thing but here we are adding the standards right so policies you will be keep talking about that this thing happened this thing happened but here we are talking standard and standard could be the selection of a hardware or a software service or technology family that we will be following these standards only then we will be evaluating the cloud computing risk that what are the risk related to the your cloud computing and it is you know then it will be talking about the involve your management and i always talk about that involving your management is important for two primary reason so first you know at the beginning of the selection process one as they maintain a full bunt of the organization risk and two authorization that would support our financial approvals that's why we need to involve the management as early as possible in the process and then evaluate you know what you will be doing you'll be having the risk you'll be assessing the risk then you'll be you know there is you know there is one old saying which is talking about that you know uh, which is talking about will we have uh, one thing which we say that uh, i think there was an old saying that if it can't be major it can't be managed right and it will be true regarding the any of the framework if you cannot evaluate our you know major your performance that what you want to have 
it will be very hard for you to understand that what is going on right how you'll be performing so if you have i have i have done the risk assessment i have applied the security controls information security controls in place and then i'm not evaluating them i have zero you know, if i'm just ending my task here how i'm going to know that you know these were successful so i think this is something that you guys are also doing that you know just check them you know evaluate them evaluate these performances that whether or not they are working properly here or not that is going to be in there and then let us move to the third one that would be the iso ic 2704 governance of information security right so there are two element that are pertinent over here first is the scope the international this particular international standard it provide guidance on principle and processes for the governance of the information security by which you know organization they can evaluate direct and even monitor the management of your whole information security so it is helping the organization to evaluate and you know direct that what you should be doing plus monitor and manage that whole information security over there it you know also cover the purpose okay that information security has become a very key issue in the organization and not only their increasing regulatory requirements but also failure of an organization information security measure that can have direct impact on the organization's reputation as well so this is helping us to guide you direct you and this is helping you to address a very key issue that what is happening over here so these are the two factor that what we have now when we have talked about these two things so now we will be moving bit towards the cloud governance tool and i think if you will be remembering your uh cc sk i think in the sk there was the one more thing the tools that they were talking about three things and i think in the exam as well there are the your different different you know, three tools if you'll be remembering these things right contract compliance reporting and the csp assessment three things that are in there so three things that can help with the governance is these three things in the cloud very particularly in the cloud right so contract is always going to be very very important over here so whenever you know we are talking about anything uh your your sorry your contract is always going to play an important role so this is primary tool of governance the contract between a cloud provider and the cloud customer right that the contract are contract is kind of you know your only kind of a guarantee that will be you know uh, that what level of services i am about to get and assuming that you know there is going to be no uh, kind of a breach of contract or any of those kind of thing into the you know uh, your scenario so when we are talking about these things so we are just starting with the contract compliance and the your uh, assessment csp assessment over here so what we will be starting with first let's just start with the your cloud due diligence okay sorry uh, contract due diligence okay 
So first we'll be starting with that. So when we are starting with this one, so first is binding arrangement for the ex, you know, expectations. So with the contract here, the primary tool of governance is between the cloud provider and the cloud customer. So contracts, they are actually designed, you know, one thing that we always say that contracts are designed for when things go bad, not when then, you know, things are going as expected. These are there when things they go bad. And this should be something that we are very keen on looking at very carefully in order to get a guarantee of a level of service and commitment from a provider. So that become, uh, okay, so we were talking about the you know, expectation first of all, right? That when they were going bad, these are for those particular scenarios. Now, it is important for us to understand the operational nuances that would be the evident that the cloud servicing services that what we are consuming later we will describe that you know what is you know watermark and you know we have already talked about that there is the something like the shared responsibility between the cloud consumer and the cloud provider and this may include your laws it may include regulation but things that we have to actually understand are necessary to occur not just desire right we can just say that you know we are desiring for this thing they need to happen whenever there is going to be the you know very a uh, few things that you need to follow according to the law you know the law is binding something so we just can't simply say that you know i desire i think that if this would happen this would be good no we have to actually follow those things right we have to you know uh, if something related to law we have to follow those things over there Apart from that, we must also have the strong knowledge of any intermediaries and the subcontractor, like we were discussing about the your suppliers, right? So subcontractors, they are also the part of the service, whatever we are consuming. And the agreement that you will be having, it may prohibitate the hiring of a subcontractor without the prior knowledge or permission of the data owner. Right. Without the permission of the data owner, you might not be able to hire any third parties or subcontractor over there. So we have to make sure that we know the full line of participant in the service, whatever we are consuming. Okay. And it is very also to verify the completeness of the service before we start the consumption. We cannot be just working on the basis of assumption that, okay, if Azure I am working with, then I'm just saying that, okay, they will be storing somewhere in the India. Uh, might be the laws of India will be applying over there. So if I'm applying in the East US, so just on the basis of assumption that the laws of the East US will not be applied on my data, right? Or the data I can easily exfiltrate over to the India. So that kind of a thing should be very much clear. We can't just work on the basis of the assumption over here. So sometimes this would involve reviewing the report of litigations filed against a particular cloud provider. Okay, conducting the online searches to evaluate the vendor's reputation. These all will be very helpful along with the seeking the public rating of the service, right? As a human rating is something that is very common everywhere you go, you know, they will be talking about that. Okay, this thing is required. This is required. All those things are going to be the part of this one. Now, in the end of this, we are going to create a checklist 
so it's good to think about the contract due diligence as a process flow so creating a list and checking of the due diligence would be very much helpful over here so this is something that we have to keep in mind so this is the first tool that was the contract due diligence